Welcome to the podcast. This is episode three, Managing Fear. This podcast is for parents that want solutions, not just sympathy for the many personal struggles that come with raising children with special needs. Welcome to Parents Have Special Needs Too. And I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Hey, hey, everybody. We have had some crazy things happening in our world lately, and as I have been looking at the news and through the various online communities that I'm in, I am coming across a lot of worry, fear, confusion, and stress. I've seen several freaking out and scared out of my mind comments, so I've decided that I want to focus in on that and offer some suggestions on how to manage your thinking around your fear because it is your thinking that is causing your fear. Did you know this? Fear does not exist without thought. It is our thinking and our thinking alone that is the cause of fear, worry, confusion, and stress regardless of whether or not that fear is felt collectively as a group or individually. Now, if you're in a place of fear right now, I want you to know that it's okay. It's okay to feel that fear. You are okay. Have compassion for yourself. You likely have a very good reason for feeling that fear. But I want you to know that you don't have to feel fear if you don't want to. You can feel differently about your situation than you have been feeling in the past or currently. There are other emotions available to you. You can have peace and calm about your world, about your child, and about what's happening right now if you want to. That is available to you. I know sometimes it's not going to feel that way. But it is, okay? And I'm going to share some ways on how you can access that. I know you're worried and concerned about the shortage of durable medical equipment that's available or will be available to you and your child. You're worried about the speed at which this coronavirus is spreading and that it's basically spreading undetected. You're worried that you may have it or that worse, you could spread it. You're worried for your child with a compromised immune system. If they get it, will there be space and resources for them at the hospital? Will the resources have been depleted because people didn't take the threat seriously? And many of your children with daily medical needs, surgeries and therapies, etc., are being told that they can't be helped. Um, And their surgeries are being canceled because hospitals have to put all of their resources towards the high influx of people needing attention the coronavirus. So what will we do if we can't get their equipment? What will we do if they get sick and there's no room and no resources? These are the fears that a lot of us parents with kids that have special needs or compromised immune systems are talking about right now. But friends, these are just thoughts. They're just sentences in your brain. Now I hear you saying, But those things are happening or could happen in real life. 
They're facts and not just thoughts. And I would have to say that you're right and you're wrong. Is the coronavirus spreading and are people getting sick? Can we prove that? Yes. We can gather the data from those people that are being tested for the virus. Are the home care centers telling us that their supplies are running low and that they can't ship your supplies or that they're out until further notice? Could we prove that? Yes. We could get a recording of the phone call of them telling you that. Maybe even send someone over to the home care facilities and see their inventory and see that there's nothing there. But are these things causing your fear? And the answer is no. Because if there was a causal relationship between these circumstances and the feeling of fear, then everyone would feel fear when they encounter these circumstances. But they don't. The circumstances are always neutral. In those same online communities, I can go in and find comments that say, I'm scared out of my mind right now. I don't know what to do. And I'm so worried. I can also find comments that say, I'm really not worried. I'm not really concerned, even though they're facing the same types of situations. You are feeling fear because of what you are making the spread of the coronavirus and the lack of durable medical equipment mean. It is the meaning you give to the circumstance that is scary. And that makes total sense. But the meaning that we assign to circumstances are always optional. The reason this matters so much is because when we go to a place of fear, we lose our power to create or find solutions in that circumstance. We become the victim. Something more useful to do would be to level with the circumstance that you're in and ask, now what? What is within my control to do? And I want to give you a hint that it does not have to do with changing other people or changing the world around you. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about the unknown. The unknown can be scary to our brains. So when we encounter a circumstance that has a lot of unknowns, our brains do what they're designed to do, which is to keep us alive. Think of it this way. The brain has a software called find the problem and our brains are always solving for some sort of problem. It's a problem solving machine. They want to solve the problems because solving problems or threats is what keeps us alive. Okay, let's get rid of it. The brain is just trying to do its job of alerting us to all the problems and possible dangers that are out there. It's doing what it should do. So you can come from a place of compassion and realize it's okay that I'm scared. It's okay that I'm having these thoughts. This is actually pretty normal. What my brain often likes to do is go to the worst case scenario and it tries to sell me on that being what will actually happen. And I've also noticed that this is also happening to a lot of you. So let's go there. When my brain does this, I like to do one of two things. Number one, I like to go to the worst case scenario and make peace with it. For example, 
my daughter's formula and medical equipment was supposed to arrive today, and it didn't. She still meets the majority of her nutritional needs through that formula. We have a few weeks left, but I felt a little panicked thinking about not having that food to feed her and wanted to just stop thinking about it so that I could escape the panic. Instead, I decided to go there. So what if her formula and equipment never arrived? What if they ran out and they were unable to meet that order, then what? What would I do? As I asked my brain these questions, it answered with some creative ideas that I could do to still get my daughter the nutrition that she needs. I could ask on some of my Facebook groups if there was anybody that had her formula that could spare some or sell it that had been unopened. I could YouTube homemade blended formula for toddlers. And the easiest one that I actually didn't think of first because I was too busy panicking was I could call the home care company and ask them, hey, what happened to my order? Maybe I could work something out with them. I started to feel empowered from this. So what changed? Not the circumstance, just my thoughts. I still didn't have the formula or the supplies that I was expecting to get, but I did feel better. Number two, when I come across a thought that I find terrifying and something that I don't want to play out to the end, to the worst case scenario, for example, my daughter contracting the virus and not getting the care that she needs because of the lack of beds and supplies, instead, I hold on to the thought that I'm okay right now in this present moment. I'm here. She's here. We're both okay. I can handle the present moment. I can always handle the present moment. And if this worst case scenario did ever happen, I will be in that moment then. And I will figure it out then. I'll let myself feel the pain and the sorrow then. There's no purpose in feeling those feelings now. It doesn't serve me and it doesn't help me serve my daughter. So for me, the present moment is always figure outable. So I prefer to stay in the present moment when there's a scenario that I just don't want to play out to the end. Okay, when I'm feeling fear and I need to try to manage that, another thing that I like to do is what I call putting skin on your thoughts, meaning that I'm going to take all the thoughts running through my brain and capture them on a piece of paper or an audio recording or any other method that you prefer. I just need, it just needs to be recorded somewhere so that you can go back and observe it. Putting skin on your thoughts or taking a download of your thoughts is what is going to allow you to separate your thoughts from you because you are not your thoughts. Did you know this? You are not your thoughts. I did not actually know this for a long time. I thought that what I was thinking was who I was and that was that. So put your thoughts on a piece of paper and look at them from a third person perspective. Be the observer of yourself, of your brain. Allow yourself to step outside of the dialogue of your brain and observe it with compassion. Remember your brain is trying to protect you and keep you alive, and in many cases to make sure that you are also protecting your child, right? Because that's something that we 
feel we need to do for all of our children, but especially for our children with more um, special needs. So don't be surprised if you see your brain trying to do that. Okay, that's normal. Okay, another thing that's normal that I want to mention is that oftentimes when you're thinking it in your brain, it makes total sense. When you write it down on paper and you read it and observe it from a third party perspective, sometimes it sounds overly dramatic or childish or sometimes, at least for me, I'm a little embarrassed about what I've written or I'm thinking that's silly. Why did I write that? Okay. It's okay. That's normal. It's like, now that I'm saying it out loud, this sounds really stupid, but that's not abnormal. So, so anyway, I'm just, I'm just letting you know y'all normal y'all normal. All right. So I went ahead and did this and I want to read you guys just a little bit of it. Okay. I'm being a little vulnerable here with you because I think it will help. So here's what my download looked like. Initially, I felt nothing about it. It was over there in China and then it came here to the U.S. I still didn't feel worried about the virus, but as I started to see that the stores and the supplies there were leaving the shelves, I began to worry about not having enough food to feed my family for an extended period of time. I began to worry about not having diapers and wipes and other disposable household supplies. I began to beat myself up about not being prepared enough. I began to go out and buy what I could, but not too much because I didn't want to be one of those crazy hoarders who was losing their minds over this and buying everything in the stores. But I also didn't want to be one of those uninformed people who thinks that it's all being blown out of proportion and that we have nothing to be worried about. I basically wanted to be the level-headed person that does it all right. To have just the right amount of worry and preparation and just the right amount of calm and collected. Okay, and right here is where I started to be the observer of my thoughts. I started to realize that I think there's a right way and a wrong way to do this coronavirus thing. That there, that being right there in the middle, that not being that kind of a person or not being that kind of a person, but being this kind of a person is the right way. And I want to do it the right way because if I do it the right way, then I'll be okay. Then I'll be safe. Then I'll be right and justified in the actions that I'm taking. Okay. So what I realized was that my brain was trying to keep me safe by protecting my ego by making sure that I was doing this Corona thing the right way. And as I realized that, I started to judge myself, thinking things like, this is ridiculous. At a time like this, I'm thinking about being right. Like, why does that matter? And after some processing, I realized that my brain thinks that if I'm right, then I'm safe. So I decided that I needed to get some out of my own brain help at this point, and I tuned into my coach's podcast, and this is what I learned. There's no right or wrong way to respond to this. There's only your way that you have determined is right for you and your family. These thoughts helped me go from trying to be right in the world's eyes and looking for evidence to prove my case and center back on doing what I felt was right for me and my family. 
And the result has been me feeling peaceful, which I got to tell you, I prefer much more than feeling worried about making sure that I'm doing it all right. All right, friends, out of an effort to bring more calm and peace into your life at this time, because acting out of peace and calm is always going to help you find better solutions for you and your family and your child. And there are solutions out there. Okay, step into peace, step into calm, and you will be able to find them. If the only thing that you really need is just to feel better, then you can find it that way too. Okay, so I just want to suggest some other thoughts that you can try on. There are plenty of supplies and help out there. It's all around me. In the homes and the minds of the people going through this same thing, I just need to reach out for help. This world is full of good-hearted people that want to help in times of crisis. So how might we be people like that? How can we help someone in need? And how can I let others know that I have a need that they might be able to help with? I believe in the resilience of humans. I believe in the resilience of my child. We have all come through so much and have become stronger from it. And the last one is dying has always been on the table. Okay, the possibility for anyone to die at any time on any day has always been there. Just as much now as it has been in the past or as it will be in the future. So what helps me is knowing that I'm going to do everything I can do to be safe for me and my family. And then I'm going to focus on and enjoy what I have right now in this moment. Okay, remember, there is no fear without thoughts and fear and worry cannot solve for fear and worry. All right, friends, I hope you found some goodies in there and you got this. Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back next Friday with another podcast. Make sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Take care.